This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who's on the line? Good morning. This is my Thank you so much. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. God's got our back all the time. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Same to you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Good morning, it's Grateful Deborah Evans. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Grateful Deborah Evans. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday to you, too. Have a blessed day. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Balasita. Who's on the line? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Balasita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who's on the line? 
Hi, Valacita. This is Prosperous Pam. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Prosperous. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning, this is Diane. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Valacita. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Valuable. Good morning, family. It's Rochelle. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Rochelle. Good morning. Good morning. Kiss my grandbaby. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Hi, good morning. This is Catherine. Good morning, Catherine. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. Who's on the line? Good morning, Battlebone. This is Tarina the Finisher. Good morning, Tarina. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you and everyone. Thank you so much. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to continue joining us daily during August, where our new monthly theme is entitled, New. This means that all of our declarations will be focused on our understanding that all things have been made new, such as a new heart, new mind, new beginnings new name, new desire, a new song according to the mind, heart, and will of God. There will be three announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory Fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate of something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day 
until 5 p.m. when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, please join us this evening and every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time by calling the same phone number to participate in a short prayer called Prayer for the Children. It is a new call that will be held every Wednesday evening for those interested in praying for the children and young adults they love. Please bring your child's name and be prepared to participate in collective prayer to change their lives. Third, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through your PayPal account at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through your cash app at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have one prayer request, and that's for. Um, our sister Rosanna, she is having a three-hour surgery this morning at 7.30. So let's just lift her up and her medical team up in prayer. Um, and that uh, it will be a successful surgery and a smooth and full recovery in Jesus' name for Rosanna. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declaration by Dion, then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise brought by Sabrina. Declaration by Dion, and then closing comments will be hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is Isaiah 65, verse 17. See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. We also ask that you maintain your volume and tone of your prayers to a reasonable level to not pray over the prayer warrior's voice as they are leading us to the throne. Thank you for your participation and cooperation. I now pass the call to Sabrina. Blessed Jesus, how we love you, how we adore you, how we take pleasure in praising your name. God, we bless your name on this morning, and we want to just thank you for the dawning of a new day. Thank you, God, for waking us up this morning. God, thank you for allowing us to see a new day with the activities of our limbs, God, with the right mind, with the reasonable portion of our health and our strength. We just thank you for your mercy and your grace that is new every morning. Thank you for the opportunity to declare that great is your faithfulness towards me. Father, we lift your name up this morning because you are great. You are greatly to be praised. We magnify your name, God. Before we ask you for anything, it has become our practice to thank you for everything. And we do that by just acknowledging not just who you are, but what you've done, who you are to us, even in these moments. So, God, we just bless you as we recall to our minds all that you do, 
how encompassing your love, your protection, your provision is. We take a minute and just let our minds wonder on just how magnificent and great you are. All of the little things that come together to make up the big things, God, we see that that's you. Hallelujah. The things that we recognize that you didn't have to do it, but you still did. Even though we weren't worthy of any of it, we could never repay you for all you've done. So God, all we have is our gratitude. All we have is our praise. All we have is our thanksgiving and our tears. Father, all we have is just this desire to prove to you how grateful how grateful we are because we realize that without you, we are nothing. And without you, we would fail. So Holy Spirit, we come to you this morning with a heart filled with praise, simply saying thank you. Thank you for an opportunity to make all things new. Every time we wake up in the morning, it's another opportunity to not only get it right, but to walk in the newness of your love, the newness of your grace, the newness of your mercy. You do all things well. Nothing but an awesome and amazing opportunity that a loving God will give us to start fresh every morning. You could have created it so that the days never end and we would never have an opportunity to get it right and to do it over, but you're so merciful. 24 hours you decided was enough and then we get to start again. 24 hours and we get to start again and we get to start again. So I thank you for this 24 hour period where we get to start again. Thank you for new. You make all things new according to your will, according to your word. You speak the word only and there is newness again. So we thank you for a new heart. We thank you for changed, new, renewed minds. Father, we thank you for new attitudes, for new ideas, for new inventions. God, we thank you for new directions. We thank you for new opportunities. We thank you for new relationships. We thank you for new connections. We thank you for being the God of new. We thank you for this month of August. We thank you for bringing us safely throughout the year, Father. We just thank you. Now, even though we have, by your grace and by your mercy, a distance to go, we don't take it for granted. We've endured some things. We've come out new. We've experienced some things, and we've come out new. we become aware of some things, even within ourselves, and we have a desire to be new. So, Father, as we turn our hearts inside out, recognizing that you already know us, you're waiting for us to get to know ourselves, we look for areas and opportunities that need to be made new. And we surrender those things to you on today. We come at the foot of the cross where we facilitate that great exchange where we give you our weakness and you give us your strength. Where we give you sickness and you give us health. God, your word says that we can cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. So God, as we wear back that arm to start casting things, hallelujah, that we want to exchange for new, we cast with joy. We cast with enthusiasm, knowing that you can not only catch it, you can carry it, and you can throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. Because when you look at us, all you see is new. So, Father, on this morning, we lift up the prayer requests that were spoken. We lift up prayer requests that were not spoken. We lift up prayer requests that should have been spoken. Father, we thank you that you are an omnipresent, 
all-powerful God. We thank you that you are omniscient. You are in all places at the same time. We thank you, God, that even as they taught us in kindergarten, you have the whole wide world in the palm of your hand. God, we take refuge in that. We take comfort in that, knowing that your word can go places that we may never reach. We take comfort in knowing that you are a strong God. And that you can hold and handle people that our hearts bleed for. So on today, we lift up Ashley Council to you. Newlywed of just a couple of months, whose husband passed away. God, and we ask that you would hold her. Hold her in the palm of your hand. God, and send peace that surpasses all understanding. We lift her and her entire family up to you as they sit in bereavement. God, we thank you that you, even in death, do all things well. And we thank you that this, too, is going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work for her good. Father, we lift up Sister Rosanna to you as she gets ready to undergo a medical procedure. God, she describes it as serious, but God, we recognize that there is nothing that is too hard for you. So we pray today that you would study the hand of this surgeon, that you would open up the eyes of his mind and his heart so that he would see what he needs to see. We thank you for expedited service that doesn't have to take as long as what they are expected. And God, we thank you in advance for the outcome that will reflect new. We pray for every team. We pray for every nurse, the anesthesiologist, everybody that will come in contact with Sister Rosanna. God, I thank you that even as she lays on the table, hallelujah, under anesthesia, that her presence will be a testament to how great thou we thank you for a speedy recovery. We thank you for a recovery that is full and complete. And we thank you for a testimony of just how great you are. Father, we lift up Lisa Cross to you as she sits in ICU due to COVID, God, and I'm asking that you would touch her body from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, that you would touch her lungs. Father, I thank you that you are the oxygen that's coursing through her lungs. And God, I'm asking you to do what no other power can do this morning, and that is heal. Heal, God, according to your will. Heal, God. I ask that you would touch her husband, touch her children, and all those that are standing vigil. God, we're expecting a miracle if you be so kind. God, to give us this miracle. We thank you, God, for Dion on this morning. We thank you for her children, her sons, the men that you have placed in her life, and we lift them up to you today. Name by name, one by one. You already know, hallelujah, so we don't need to speak specifics, but God, we're thanking you in advance for miracles, signs, wonders, healing. Why? Because you're the same God. And if you did it before, you can do it again. Father, we lift up everyone on this prayer line, everyone that's present today. God, we lift up those who had a prayer request and realized they should have spoken and they didn't. I'm asking you to do that thing. The very thing that's on their mind right now, we stand in agreement with even the unspoken. Father, we thank you for every tear that falls. We thank you that you have the interpretation, the code that breaks the language of tears. Father, we thank you that you speak tears, you speak mourning, you speak sorrow. So God, even all of that, do it according to your will. 
And God, even as we ask these things and our hearts tend to be a little heavy when it comes time for prayer requests, we thank you that we still have joy because it is the joy of the Lord that is our strength. It is the joy that reminds us that you can do anything but fail. So, God, as we get ready to take our phones off from you, we do so with joy and enthusiasm because we know that you hear us when we pray. So we thank you for the new that's coming. We thank you for the joy that comes in the morning. We thank you that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. We thank you for 24-hour cycle. We thank you that you know exactly how we can handle. We thank you that you give us a new at that 25th hour. We thank you for the ability to put in a new and put in a new and put in a new and
so that the declaring of your word will be done and it will be made easy and efficient and your word will fall on open and eager hearts. And God, our hearts and our minds will be open and will gladly receive your word so that when we hang up this call, there will be areas of us that's new, that is revived, that is refreshed. Father, we thank you for new on this morning. Lift up my sister, God, and I ask that you would make her tongue the pen of a ready writer, that you would anoint her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. And as she pour, God, I'm asking you to pour. As she pour, you pour. She pour, you pour. Hallelujah. And I thank you because you're going to outpour her. Hallelujah. The expectation is that you will outpour her. Fill her cup, God, and let it overflow. She's proven to be responsible with the overflow. So, God, our word for today, our request is that as she pours, you pour. As we place our phones on mute, each and every individual, we ask that you would do it according to your will, according to your word, according to your power, and according to your authority. We stand in agreement with the Holy Spirit, and we call it done. As we get ready to pass the call to Dion, please, everybody, take one more check, and please make sure that your phone is on mute. Dion, the call is in your hands. Amen. Well, good morning. God morning. Great morning, and happy wait while we wait Wednesday. Listen, it's our fasting day, guys, and I'm super excited as we are in the eighth month of the year, eight, I'm sure you all are extremely clear by now being the number of new beginnings. This is preparation uh, for our ninth month. I can't wait to tell y'all what that's going to be, but for now, we're going to steward this Wednesday like our lives depend on it for those that have the courage to step outside of comfort and walk into places of new revelation and a greater understanding and an even uh, more perfect promise. Today is a day uh, for a jumpstart for just that. I thank God for another opportunity to get this thing called life right, I thank God that that 24 hours didn't catch me on a cooling board this morning. I am grateful for life, health, and strength. I'm grateful that every single thing that I mentioned to God, he's concerned about. And I want you to know that those things he's concerned about as well. So I've been looking forward uh, to today for a good little stretch of land. I know that there are some things that are on the horizon. God is doing some things behind the scenes. There are things going in on in the heavens uh, that we as uh, the remnant, we that are those who now remain in position, uh, that we would be postured for the process. God is doing uh, some some things, some deep digging, some deep diving. So I want to implore and to encourage those of you that can and will to join us today just until five o'clock. 
Uh, if you can push back your plate, again, fasting is not for God. It is for you. It is the thing that uh, gives us strength and stamina to keep going when we feel like we're exhausted with the cares and concerns of life. Amen. Amen. This morning, um, <clears throat> I'm going to teach a little bit differently. I'm going to do something that I don't really, I mean, I don't often do. Uh, I'm going to marry the Old Testament and the New Testament as we talk about uh, new, as we talk about new this morning. And prayerfully, by the time I finish, it will give you fresh insight to your now. Right, so we're looking for new right now. Uh, we're looking to walk into new, like we never have new mindset, new understanding, uh, new hunger, new thirst, new passion. Uh, I came to make you salty this morning, Amen. By the time I finish my prayer, is that you will have a desire to seek out the truth of God's word for your life, simply for yourself, so that you will have not only the courage. Uh, to live, the courage to change, the courage to grow, the courage to mature, uh, but the courage to walk into your new right now. So if I were to coin this, it would be a new now. Amen? Amen. So I began to ask the Lord exactly what to do. There are so many things that we could do and say concerning just that simple phrase, new, N-E-W. We see it everywhere. We hear it uh, all over the place. We we know that there's new this and new that, new world order, uh, uh, new ideas, new concepts. There are so many things that, that I could, um, I could, could bring to mind when I think about the word new, but I want to give you the actual definition of the word new, which isn't isn't anything fancy. It, it didn't exist before. It made an introduction, right? It, it had never been experienced. I mean, when we think about the word new, we could uh, probably go on and on and on and on. It is an adjective. It adds to, right? And uh, recently discovered, first time around. And and when we think about the word as it relates to or in context to the word of God, and we think about the Old and the New Testament, some people don't and or won't acknowledge um, the Old Testament. Some people won't accept or acknowledge the New Testament as um, it relates to how they believe or why they believe the process of their belief systems. People um, probably like the um, Hebrew Israelites, their entire doctrine is predicated on the historical Mosaic laws, the laws before Jesus actually came to earth. Jesus would be considered to them uh, a prophet. Uh, he was a, a great guy, but at the end of the day, he was not the son of God. And several different uh, religions or faith-based organizations, they don't accept, quote unquote, 
the new now. They, they don't accept or receive the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. But when, when I share with you these, um, these two passages of scripture, it's going to be a little lengthy in reading, but I want to implore you to go back to each of them and read them from verse number one. Um, to the conclusion today, especially for those that are fasting, it would be excellent for you to enrich your heart and your mind with the fact that what he said before, he simply said again. It means that nothing is new under the sun that is not common to man, that everything that is, was, everything that was, is, everything that he had in mind already existed before it existed everything according to what he says the context is what brings things to light and so um we'll, we'll begin in the old testament and that that would be uh, the book of jeremiah the 31st chapter but again write it down jeremiah 31 in its entirety full of rich meat but i want to bring two parallels together or even um, this might make some folks uncomfortable. That's not my responsibility. Um, I'll do my very best to deliver it in such a way that it brings understanding, right? We want, we want to understand that we are now in the dispensation where the new covenant, um, that's the blood covenant of Jesus, our Christ, the one we consider our sovereign, came and paid it all, which means that we don't have to live out the old traditions, the old customs, the old ideas. Um, we are now walking in a place where that because Jesus came, the Bible says that the veil was rent that the priest and the annual sacrifice and the goats and the sheep and the doves, all of that stuff became irrelevant because he came. But we'll start in Jeremiah 31, and we're going to start 31 and 31, and it says, The days are coming, decrees the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant. Though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant that I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. Listen, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbors or say one to another, know the Lord. Guess what? Because they will already know. They will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. This is what the Lord says. He who appoints the sun to shine by day, who decrees the moon and the stars to shine by night, who stirs up the sea so that the waves roar. 
The Lord Almighty is his name. Amen. Amen. That I read that from the NIV version. Again, that is Jeremiah 31. 31. Now I'm, I'm going to take you to another passage of scripture in the New Testament. This is what we would consider a, a second mention um, when that law applies. Now I'm going to take you to Hebrew. Hebrews, the eighth chapter. Again, I would absolutely implore you to read the eighth chapter um, in its entirety. So we're going to go to the eighth chapter and the eighth verse. Catch it. Eight and eight. Somebody needs to do me a quick favor and make sure your phone is muted for me. Amen. Thank you. Amen. It says, but God found fault with the people and said, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt because they did not remain faithful to my covenant. And I turned away from them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant that I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. Listen, I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest. For I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. By calling, listen, by calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated, check the move, will soon disappear. Now, I didn't make this up. This is not my idea or my concept. These are not my words. I read a passage of scripture from the Old Testament that read almost identically to a passage of scripture that is in the New Testament that reflects the heart and mind of God then and the heart and the mind of God now. Isn't it amazing that he would establish a thing Simply by repeating it, I said what I said. That's what it looks like when you run into a new now. He said what he was going to say. He said what he was going to say again and established it by saying what I said cancels out what was, that is, and it already was before. <laughs> right? So it's like this infinite circle of truth and light. 
It's like this overpowering reality that what was uh, is what is was. Before Jesus was even in the earth, before his ministry ever began, he said exactly what he said. What I've discovered is that a lot of things, and and I want you to be real mindful of the fact that he said, when he said in Jeremiah 31 and 31 that he was going to establish a new covenant, I I don't think that that we could really understand or, or grasp the concept of the weight of what he said, that that's that behold, all things are made new, right? And and this says, it's, it's, it's a more perfect promise. And this passage of scripture is repeated multiple times in the New Testament. Um, if you do your own research, it'll lead you from one passage to the next passage to the next passage that talks about this new covenant, this new promise, this one that's greater or better. If the other one had worked, technically is what he said, if the Mosaic law had worked, I would have stuck with that. But It was flawed. It was faulty. All the rules. And you ain't got to tell this one and this one and this one and this one. Listen, God is good. You can remind them with your life. But at the end of the day, guess what he said? It's written on our hearts. You can also find that in Proverbs 4 and 7. Um, Is it 4 and 7 or 3? I'm going to find it in just a second. Can somebody text it to me? Write the law of the Lord on the tablets of your heart that you might not sin against them. I'm pretty sure it's either 4 or 3. I'm not positive. But what we find in this passage of scripture is that the old system was broken. Isn't that that amazing that that we, um, we... we get to this place, hey, you can come in here. It's fine. He's sick. I understand. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> what was not only is, um, but it gives us a picture, a painted picture of how that God, you know how some, some people get stuck in the traditions, in the the religious rhetoric in the rigmarole of, of what they had been doing, what they are used to, what they are accustomed to, uh, the habits and the tendencies of old historical faith and things of that nature. But here it is that God opens up the eyes of our understanding through the truth of his word. He does it in such a way that it is unmistakable. We cannot deny that he made a correction um, to something that was flailing. He made a correction, a, a, a turn, a pivot, if you will, with this particular passage of scripture. I'm sorry, you guys, I'm a little distracted. There's a whole bunch going on in my house, but I'm grateful for the new. Hallelujah. <laughs> anyway, um, as, I, as I studied uh, each of these passages, it blew my mind um, that the father would consider all things from the beginning of time. Let me tell you what this does for uh, a kingdom-minded believer. It gives hope on multiple levels. The primary level being this, that if he would make an alteration in what he designed specifically for a time, and then he would turn around and make a modification 
for the times at hand because that system was ineffective. Have you not noticed that we are in um, a new uh, dispensation, that a new era has begun? There are new methods and new means that what was wasn't working. Isn't it uh, mind-blowing that he would say what was becomes obsolete? I, I start to gather these thoughts and these pictures in my mind of traditionalism and religiosity and the, the binding ties of what religion has done to many. Um, and, and it starts to bring to light that Jesus's mission, though we consider the gospel uh, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But the reality is this. Repent. Repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. We, can you mute your phone? We are responsible for this new now. We are responsible for uh, walking hard and heavy. And the truth of what the revelation is, is that what was working isn't anymore. Which is why it's imperative that you move beyond churchdom into kingdom living. The testament of, of the, the sacrifice of who Jesus is, was, and will continue to be is from everlasting to everlasting. But what people have not walked into, have not stepped into, do not yet understand is the reality that in order for the kingdom, according to Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. It does not say seek ye first the death, burial, and resurrection. The truth is, the gospel of Jesus Christ is tied in understanding that this is a kingdom. Isn't it amazing how all of these different resources and tools are available for us today? Google is ever present. All these research and study tools, the Blue Letter Bible, the Thompson Chain Reference Bible, and we still don't understand how to operate as the kingdom. As I started to go further into relationship with the Father, what I realized that half of what I had been taught was not only inaccurate, and I'm not saying that it, it was done deliberately. I'm not saying that, uh, that, that people meant to deceive me. I just believe that there aren't a whole bunch of folks that are willing to do the new now. There, there are not a whole bunch of folks while we recognize that there's a new covenant, that there's a new agreement. And that's because when Jesus came, everything that was, he came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. His very presence made it go full circle. It meant that everything that needed to be done was done. All we have to do as kingdom-minded believers is believe what he said. Stand on it, walk in it, and move forward in it. It means that the old traditions, the old regimens, the old routines are ineffective, and he said would one day be obsolete. Now, I'm sure I'm messing with somebody's theology that has nothing to do with me, that has everything to do with understanding the word. And I pray um, that according to Psalms 119, 130, that declares the entrance of his word gives light and adds understanding. I pray that it begin to arrest 
your theology, your idea of what it is that Jesus was sent to do. He was sent to bring the kingdom to earth. That means if he was sent to bring the kingdom to earth, what do you think you were sent to do? You were, you were not just sent to be an usher or a greeter. You weren't just sent to preach and teach the gospel. You weren't just sent. You, you were sent to fulfill what was. And I, I gave you proof of what the word says, according to Jeremiah 31 and 31. And, and that's the Old Testament. And then I said the same exact thing in the New Testament, which means one does not cancel out the other. But what it does say, um, thank you, Rochelle. What it does say is that we have a responsibility. Nobody's relationship with God is anyone's responsibility other than our own individual ideas, right? <clears throat> there are certain things that sometimes I don't necessarily talk about yet. And I don't talk about it yet because I spent, I know, 40 years of my life missing information because traditions overrode the truth. But we walking into new right now. For those of you that have been on this call for all these seasons and all these times, I, what I started to understand is that um, a lot of times people don't teach the difficult things because it's difficult for them to believe themselves. According to your faith, be it done unto you. Y'all know I'm a little special. Something is a little wrong. I, I'm, I'm dealing with a whole bunch of, uh, God, I believe you for this. Now, I don't see it yet, but I'm crazy enough to expect it down the little wayway here. I, I don't see the final project. I remember even starting with Josiah and him being sick. <clears throat> I remember uh, declaring and, and uh, believing God for him to heal him, even though I couldn't see it. And I had moments, listen, I had moments where I'd oscillate between making funeral plans or thinking about college for my child. I, I had moments and I remember the, the moment that I decided he is going to live, not because of my idea, but because of what God said to me. We have to learn how to take God at his word. And even though some of the context of things that are uh, uh, shared with us through the word are illustrations, or some of them are parables, some of them are made just for us to have a better understanding, the mystery of the keys of the kingdom, our responsibility is to 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, not guesswork, but and not because the pastor said, but because you are so hungry uh, for bringing this kingdom that you talk about, Father, to the earth, that you'd have to open up the eyes of my understanding, open up the eyes of my heart, that I might see you. I need to see you in such a way that my life becomes a reflection of your light, and that this salty life that you've called me to live never loses its savor. How does that happen, Dion? It happens because you entrench yourself with the word. You don't speculate. You don't guess. You build a relationship with the Father through uh, worship and through prayer. You spend time with people that sharpen you and refine your gift. You get to new and you get to now and you move into next when you start to incorporate how you believe God according to your faith be it done unto you. I started to get 
relentless about saying, okay, God, uh, there's got to be more. And the more I said, there's got to be more, the more he opened up the eyes of my understanding. And then when I, I started to say, okay, now I got that part. I understand that I have a responsibility to legislate in the heavens. I mean, literally, I mean, literally, legally go into the thresholds of the court and pursue the just judge to answer questions that uh, my pastor may not know nothing about, honey. I, I need to see what's on the scrolls. I need to be able to read them and show me the things in my history. Show me the iniquities of my forefathers so I can legislate for my children and my great, great, great grandchildren because somebody's got to be the curse breaker in this thing. New means a new chase, a new seek, a new hunger, a new idea of what the reality of what kingdom looks like there's a process in which all of us have to go through different steps one after the other in an effort to get to the truth for your bloodline for your family i i didn't understand the difference between iniquities trespasses and sin they may have talked about it, but it, it, it's always grazed over. You need to know those things for yourself. You need to seek them out like your life depends upon it because guess what? It does. He said what he said, and then he said it again. As I started to go deeper into the truth of God's word, I'm literally right this second in the middle of uh, my baby, in the middle of a crisis. Y'all know I, I got... 49 things going on and, and the devil hates my guts. He would love it if I would shut up, if I would quit speaking truth to power. He would love it if I didn't tell you that you have a legal right to go in and pursue the things that the enemy has a legal access to your bloodline through. And so now I'm saying, okay, God, I got to go deeper. There's, there's something more that I haven't accessed. I need uh, to spend time in your presence so that you can start to open up the eyes of my understanding so I can pray specifically about what's going on in my child's head. Now, I'm telling y'all this as I'm walking it out. Now, I've, I've legislated on one time or another, and he had a good little shift. But how many of you know that for real, all kidding to the left, the enemy tracks you? This new covenant came to teach you how to legislate yourself. You don't need somebody else to go in for you. You can go into the Father, into the presence of the Father. You can step into the glory. You literally have alive something inside of you that's alive and well, that distributes glory at will. Hallelujah. The glory that illuminates what's going on in your heart, the things that you need to eliminate, the things that are no longer working. You literally have full access. Access has been granted because the veil was rent. You don't have to uh, wait for the once a year annual sacrifice. The sacrifice has already been made. You're walking in the new covenant. It means that if you want to eat a pork chop, God bless your heart. I don't want none. But I, all I'm telling you is that there are things that were, that no longer matter. The word says that they will become obsolete. It will become old hat. It will be, become useless. We're in the process right now of church as it used to be being completely annihilated. 
And I'm not saying that there won't ever be a time where we will gather together. I'm not saying that the church uh, won't still be a staple. I believe that it'll always be a staple. I believe that it'll always be a storehouse. But how we've done things in times past has become ineffective, y'all become borderline obsolete. There are things that we're going to have to do um, to bend. People don't like change. Change makes everybody uncomfortable. But you have to have the courage to change. Some of the things that uh, our forefathers, our ancestors taught us was flat out wrong. Wasn't right, it wasn't useful, it was not profitable. And there are things that you're going to have to do, the deep digging in your own personal soil. I believe it's a very individual revelation. There are some things that my grandmother taught me that today I'd be like, honey, now I wonder where in the world did she get that from? All kidding to the left. I wonder how did she conclude such a thing? But I'm grateful that I understand that the kingdom revelation, the kingdom understanding is Every single person, it's, it's almost like every man for himself and every man uh, collectively at the same time. It's like getting to a place where you know there's this thing, and I'm, I'm sure that somebody will relate. How to be more to it than this. It can't be this complicated. It cannot be this uh, convoluted. It cannot be this diluted. It, it cannot be this empty. It cannot be this powerless. It can't be. Otherwise, why would he come and die? Why would he make, a, make us a promise before Jesus was ever established and reiterated over and over and over and over again in the New Testament that there is a new covenant? Behold, all things are passed away. All things have been made new. I'm so grateful today. I'm so grateful that the father had the presence of mind to consider everything, to think about it all, even down to how we would live, how we would operate, to tell the waters, you got to stop right here, to tell the sun, you sit right here on this axle, and you don't move until I tell you to, to tell the moon, here is your location, and every single star that's listed, every numbered Sand. He, he can tell us how many grains of sand are in the earth, so much so that he considered that what was, was ineffective. And now here we have a new covenant. What that means for us, you guys, is that as we start to um, really lean in to the heart and the mind of the Father. And while we'll never know his mind totally, to have access to Alpha and Omega, to have access to the beginning and to the end, to have access uh, to, to the author and finisher of our faith means that we got access to the newness of life. It means that you are no longer held hostage. He said, I'll, I'll forgive you of all of that. You've been forgiven. You've been redeemed. You've been bought with a price. Now you need to understand what your citizenship is. You've been adopted. There is sonship over your life. The identity of the father, hallelujah, the DNA of the father is in you. If he swabbed your cheek, would he know you? 
If they ran DNA tests, would he be able to identify you? Now, he said that he would write the laws of the Lord on the tablets of our hearts. He said he would write all of the laws so that nobody would ever have to tell you. That means the atheist. That means the Buddhist. That means the Hindu. That means everybody who practices something outside of kingdomship knows that he's Abba, right? They may be disconnected somewhere. They know that somebody, somewhere, something greater than them created them. But how will they know about the new covenant if we don't know what it looks like to walk in kingdom? If all we celebrate is that he died. <laughs> They hung him up. That's all good. That's all the truth. That's all very real. However, there's something after. That's the kingdom. He's establishing some things. I did not have this revelation. I didn't understand this. And, and then something happened. And it's like when he starts to change how you understand when you go in, it's like something happens. It's a, I call it the kaleidoscope moment, moments when things shift in the eyes of your understanding, where things shift in how you comprehend the thing, when things shift so that it never, ever returns to what was. I will never, ever be so consumed um, with not knowing that kingdom is the bottom line. He sent us to bring the kingdom to earth. That means you have to know your identity. That means you have to understand what sonship is. That means you have to understand that you have a place in this kingdom. You are seated in heavenly places. That revelation doesn't come across the pulpit most times. It comes from spending one-on-one -on -one time with the Father. So that he begins to loose the truth about who you are, even in your dreams, even as you sleep. You might be on your way somewhere. You could be sitting in a movie theater and he'll tell you who you are according to how he sees you. My prayer this morning is that we, as we walk into a new now, that God would begin to open up the eyes of your understanding in such a way and bring that he would begin to emancipate you into the liberty wherewith you are saved and where uh, things are not out of your grasp, things are not out of your reach anymore, where you stop seeing yourself as, as grasshoppers, but you start seeing yourself as the grandiose God sees you and that's as children of light and salt. I believe that this morning, uh, as a matter of fact, a supernatural impartation, God, that you would begin to open up the eyes of their understanding like never before. God, that you would begin to reveal your heart for their life and for their children. God, like never before, I believe that something is about to happen, that you would start to walk into your new right now. That after we hang up this phone, something shifts in you so deeply that the hunger and thirst becomes so contagious. I pray that I'm salty enough this morning to make you want to digest his word, but not to just consume it, but that it become nourishment to the truth of who you are through your spirit, man, that you understand that you are a kingdom citizen visiting an earth, that you are to live out your legislated orders here in this earth and your legal rights, the legal access that was given to you through the king 
that you would understand the kingship and you stop living like a pauper, that you stop thinking beneath your means, that you stop identifying yourself with helpless and broken and tattered, but that you'd understand that what was is no longer effective, that what was is futile, that it's like dung under feet, that your stinking thinking can cause calamity. But if you choose, choose ye this day, hallelujah, who you will serve. You are part of a kingdom that is so well knit together. Hallelujah. That this right now, this you were born for this moment. There is something on the inside of you that God wants to use immensely. You don't have time to be afraid. It's a critical hour. It's a, a new now. Not, not after a while. It's a new right this second. You were born to eradicate some things. You were born to transition some moments in time. You were created and designed to orchestrate catalytic change, not, not just regular stuff in your bloodline, in your thought process. God has some things that he's desiring for you to do in my prayer this morning is that you would recognize the DNA from which you've come and that you would understand that what God said, I, I said what I said, that he never changed his mind. But the beautiful thing is that what he said, he has consistently done, is doing, will do, and he does all of that simultaneously. In time, is for us. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. There are things that God wants to do in and through you, but you have to choose to believe that you are part of this kingdom lineage, that you are part of this kingdom heritage, that you have this kingdom access, and, and that it's not about riches and wealth. Listen, listen, listen. I need y'all to hear me this morning. Somebody didn't wake up this morning. Somebody right now is fighting for their life and we're praying. My baby in there, he probably don't even know uh, 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 what time it is, what day it is. I, I'm, I'm telling y'all something. We have responsibility, and, and I can't wait for the testimonies that come when you start to understanding, uh, start to get to a place where you really grasp that old things are passed away, that what was is obsolete. I, I know you was ratchet and raggedy. Man, get over it. No long, uh, elongated guilt. Uh, I know that you don't do everything right, and just a, uh, maybe yesterday or, or today or right now while you're on the call, you high as Kuda Brown. I don't care about none of that. I need you to understand that you were created to win. You were created to triumph. You were created to operate from a place of perfection because if he's in you, then everything that he is, you are. I, I know that you can't see yourself the way that he sees you, but I'm asking that he would supernaturally superimpose how he sees you in your thought process and it begin to almost scare you out of your mind where you start to see yourself come up to where God already has you at because he said what he said. He didn't say eventually or after a while. He said a, a new covenant is coming. He then again 
sent the new covenant. And after the new covenant had arrived, he said, a new covenant is coming. That means it's happening every day, all day, over and over again. The revelation of the fact that you are everything he already said, all you got to do is receive it. Receive it, believe it, and mash in it. You hear me walk heavy. Lift up one foot, put it down like you think your name is King Kong. I wish a demon would. You hear me? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so excited. I'm excited because something happened in me. And when it happens in me, the shift starts to trickle down and starts to move around. And then it becomes contagious. I, I understand that I'm a kingdom citizen. I understand that I was sit here to legislate. I understand that we are the arrows of God and he points us how he wills and he sends us where he needs us to be. I'm, I'm super excited because I know things are happening in the heavens and they're about to start manifesting on the earth because the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent, hallelujah, taketh it by force. I pray that a spirit of violence raise up on you an indignation to settle for less, uh, indignation uh, to be okay with going along to get along. I believe that God is doing something new right now, even in you. But I'm not qualified, Dion, neither was Moses, honey. He could, 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 and he got the job done. And David, with his loose ratchet behind, honey, he had any and everything that he wanted. He was a murderer and some more stuff. Abraham, with his lion behind, all of them, the testimonies that are certain and sure that we stand steadfast, unmovable, hallelujah, always abounding in the work of the Lord on all of us have some unrighteousness, but he makes us righteous. So this morning, with my long-winded self on today, I'm so sorry. That was, I'm not sorry. I'm, I'll take that back. I'm not sorry. I meant it. Everywhere. Um, I know that God is doing something different. There's a, a fresh wind. And I pray this morning that even as I speak, you would take a deep breath. Hallelujah. That you would take a deep breath. That you would inhale. And know that if God be for you, oh, if God be for you, who can be against you? That being said, I know I talked a long time this morning. I, I'm sorry, time got away from me. Um, under whatever circumstances, the time that we have set aside to uh, say good morning. Amen. Is there anybody that joined the call a little late and you want to say good morning? <laughs> good morning, Dion and Kenya. <laughs> hey, good morning. <laughs> I was turned up. Yikes. Fire. It was so good. Hey, Amen. Good, good morning, Natasha. This is Denise. Hey, Sasha. Hey, Denise. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Good morning, Mr. Tracy. Good morning, Ms. Persistent. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Persistent. Hey, Leomia. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, Ms. Monica. Good morning, Ms. Krishanda. He said what he said in Jesus' name. 
Morning, Black. Good morning, this is Good morning, you guys. Good morning. Go ahead. Good morning, this is Al. Um, I thank you for your declaration. And just as you said in that word, he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Al. Great to hear your voice this morning. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, beloved Barb. You brought the fire as usual. God bless. Amen, beloved. Good morning. Good morning, Stephanie. I heard you as well. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Moni. Hey, Moni in the middle. Hey, Pam. Good morning. I was just going to say, I heard, I keep hearing on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you so much for your work today. That's it. I heard King Kong. I got nothing on you. I'm going on mute. Love you. That's because you ghetto. That's why. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. I am who he says I am. Absolutely, you are. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Anybody else? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Morning, Dion and Shell. You better come on, Sophia. Hallelujah. Morning, Shell. Anybody else? (laughs) Morning, Dion. Christina, love you. Hey, Christina. Good morning, darling. Good morning, Dion. This is Nick. It's my brother. What's up, dog? What's up? Good morning, everyone. This is Troy. Hey, thank you, Diane, so much for your preaching and prayer. Hey, man. Good morning. Good morning. Who's who's whispering? Before my mother. Okay, here you can see. I'll give you a minute to get your composure. Who is that? Hey, good morning. This is Kedra, and in him do I move, breathe, and... Amen. Now, y'all know, uh, you can manifest on this line if you want to, but you're getting out. And 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 gangster mode, too. Don't play. Spit it out. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, I, I hear it, so it's whatever. I'm with it, so <laughs> what we what we doing? <laughs> Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning. This is Shirley. I just started coming on the line last week, and I'm enjoying this. We're so glad to have you, Miss Shirley. Don't let don't let us scare you. I get a little old from time to time, especially <laughs> on Wednesdays. <laughs> Wonderful. Good morning, Dion. This is Diane. I enjoyed this. Amen. Good morning, Lady Ty. Anybody else before we walk into love, life, and victory? Hey, good morning. This is Kedra. I'm not sure if you heard me, but I said, in him, do I move, breathe, and have my being? Amen. 
Amen. I, I think that's all of our testimonies. Praise God. Amen. Anybody else? Any questions, comments, commentary? Hey, good morning, Dion. This is Sister uh, Persistent. Um, you just stirred me this morning. You stirred my spirit. You stirred my soul. I feel like screaming around this house and hallelujah and jumping and shouting. And I thank God I got on. I got on late. I normally get on a little bit earlier, but I got on late and I thought, I'm going to miss it all. I'm so glad you was long-winded this morning. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm so glad you was long-winded. And then you reminded me as you were thinking, I remember when I was about 22, 23 years old and putting my fists up to the Lord and saying, why am I here? What is this all about? Just before I didn't even know who I was. Didn't even know. So I just thank you. I just thank you for the revelation. And, uh, you know, I just thank you for the kingdom mindedness. <laughs> yes, just praise God. Just praise God. Very good. Excellent. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Amen. Anybody else have questions, comments, commentary? This is Gloria. I don't know what this new is, but I'm ready for it, and I can feel it all in my soul. From that moment where he told me to put the weed down and he had something, my mind needed to be clear for the next step. I still ain't smoked, so I wanted mm-hmm. to give the praise report on that one, and I'm good. But yesterday I had a moment. We trying to sell mom's house, and... It seemed like everything is just coming up against us, the weirdest things. And I just wrote down and I cried and dropped to my knees and was like, God, I just don't, I don't, didn't even know what to pray for. So I started praying in tongues. And when I stood up, it was like just a relief of just knowing that he got me. And all yeah. the plans that he has for me is surpassing whatever that the enemy is trying to take me down with. And I'm just thankful for the new. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, the new, <clears throat> the new is here, honey. The new is here. Hallelujah. Amen. My name is Toyer. I'm new to the line. I was invited by Beth. I wanted to say good morning. I wanted to say that I'm touching and agreeing with you. Whatever think is manifesting on this line, if you are not of God, by God, or for God, you are not welcome here. You have no authority over his children. Amen. Hallelujah. God be praised. Amen. 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 Well, we welcome. Oh, oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. We we welcome you. I encourage you to just keep coming. That's all I can that's all I can tell you. Um listen, I'm not nothing fancy, nothing special. This line has saved my life. This line has made me go in. This line has revolutionized um even my thinking. And I, I thank God. I thank God for the invitation, but I thank God for you accepting. Now is your season of news. I prophesy that to you emphatically. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Yeah, I was, this is Dee I was going to say that when you said that the devil has a tracker on us, that just gave me, it didn't give me chills because taking spiritual warfare, you know that, but it's just a reminder of how if we're not careful, like you said, we, we we don't want none of the Old Testament, but we want the New and the vice versa and all that, the, you know, just your your theology and you don't believe this and you said in your ways and how you were raised up. And, again, I'm 53, and some of the stuff that I, and I'm like you said, no shade of how I was taught early 
you know, as a child and some of the stuff that were just affirmations, but they weren't really biblical. They were just things that the church, you know, that particular church said, this is what we believe. And I believe in this, I believe in that. And as I got older and understood that it didn't line up with the word of God said, I'm glad that I know. And I'm also glad that I know that the, as, as, as real as the devil is, God is realer and more powerful. And we got to understand that he is um, out to get our mind. So once you get that part in spiritual warfare and you believe that spiritual warfare is real, it kind of changes your fight and it becomes new. So every day it's almost like, you know, you have to have a new way to fight, but it still goes back to the word of God. I hope that makes sense. Absolutely made sense. Certainly. <laughs> certainly, certainly, certainly. Amen. Anybody else? Thank you for sharing that, Dee. Yo, 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 Hey, Dion, this is Gloria. Hey, 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 hey. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I have been blessed by this word this morning, and I'm I'm especially uh, excited and appreciative of how God really does. He's got unity in who he is and how he um, presents himself, reveals himself to the body. So I'm grateful. Everything that you said is everything that he's been saying, and he said what he said, and he meant what he said, and so, all right, amen. We with that. (laughs) We with that. (laughs) I love you, and I'm going back on mute. I love you, too, sis, for that. Good morning again, Dion, Pastor Dion. This is Sylvia. I'm sorry for the noise. I'm driving to the city. Um, I just thought about something how relevant. Uh Uh-oh. Your phone is cut now. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay. I was saying that um, my brother was here visiting when he talked about the news. He was here visiting from Chicago and he started to talk about a relative in a negative way and I told him I don't want to talk about that let's talk about something positive and he said okay well I'm just going to stop talking (laughs) because I'm not who I was I'm not somebody that you know I just want to be surrounded by and you know positivity and you know walk into this new me and I thought it was interesting that he didn't want to talk about anything positive you know, mm-hmm. he, he wanted mm-hmm. to talk about something negative. And I said, can you talk about something else? Like, let's talk about something positive, change the subject. And he looked at me and like, oh, oh, you don't, okay, well, I'm not going to talk anymore. Okay, well, sit there and be quiet since you asked for a ride. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, it's a trip, you know, because when you, you know, coming into what God has for you in the new, is some people and some environments and things that you have to literally not as much as let go, but kind of keep at a distance because everybody is not 
you know, like-minded. I think I also yeah. heard, you know, you talk about being around like-minded people and people who have the same, you know, agenda and goal that God has for you. And so I just thought that was interesting. Um, and the new, I love it. I love this whole, um, per, you know, perception for this month, you know, as I'm walking into something totally new. Uh, coming up this month at the end of the month and something that I had no idea for that God already knew. And so I just thank you for this call. Thank you for this declaration. And for anybody that's new on this call, this this prayer line is transformational uh, by the will of God, by the all of the declarations, uh, declares. And every single month, starting from November, I've, it's gotten me closer and closer to what God has for me. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. God be praised. I'll be proud. Thank you for sharing, Sister Anybody else? Good morning, Miss Tony. Good morning. Hey. I thank God for the word of God. You excited me this morning. The word is so exciting. But I remember the scripture came to me, Prophet Isaiah 43 and 19, and it said, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now and it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? All yeah. Day? are new behold all things are new in the past and forgetting the former things i thank god for the word of god it strengthens me every time i get on the line but this morning you had a new attitude all the mm -hmm. times i have heard you speak this morning your anointing was new so i thank god for the word of god for the people of god so thank you on this morning amen Amen. God be praised. Grateful that you were blessed this morning. Anybody else? Hey, Deanna, thank you for the word. I needed that nourishment because I was hungry about 4.55. So now I'm going to be okay with the word of the nourishment that you gave me because mm -hmm. that was it. We can chew on that all day and not even be worried about being hungry. That's just Fat Girl Chronicles. You know I love you. Excellent declaration. Amen. God be proud. Good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. Okay, good morning. Uh, I like, um, I, I'm really um, excited by the new, and just like somebody said, the former things have passed away. But, you know, there's been some time throughout this pandemic that I have been able to go back and reacquaint myself with um, childhood friends. And um, there's a lady friend and um, that I knew when I was 16 to 17 years old, and we had a really good relationship. And um, and um, I had to um, ask, I had to stop talking to her um, because she wanted to. Um, she was into drama, and um, I couldn't. And the only time she called me is when she was drunk. And um, I asked her not to do that. And then she continued to do that, so I have to block her. And I have a friend of 40 years. My, my The ladies I grew up with, she had my children. I had her children, you know. But um, she's a drama queen, you know. And I still love her, but I have to love her at a distance. Because, you know, the things that she associates and arouses in her life, I just don't see a place for me in my life. And um, the Lord has allowed me to be able to come to her and comfort her and to be able to introduce her to the to, to my Lord and Savior. And she um, proclaims the name of the Lord and Savior, but she doesn't do anything to, to develop her spiritual walk. So 
So I did what the Lord asked me to do, you know, and beyond well, that, I'm calling. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it is what it is. So I just have to keep on stepping in the ways that the Lord has allowed me to step and to continue my journey. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Hi, Pastor Dion. This is Prosper Sam. I had hey. two questions. One of mm-hmm. them is I keep getting, um, this. you spoke about a week ago too, or I don't remember if it was a couple of weeks ago, but God keeps giving me that part about being the salt, the salt of the earth. And um, that's where I want to be where um, if I'm around someone, because I love when someone was given an example, like he was in a car with someone and then the person didn't want to talk positive. So they said, I'll just be quiet. These are like comments that you'll really, that I've gotten, you know, and kind of like, um, I want to have something, I'm just speaking, I know I can't come out, we're not going to have an answer today, but it's just something that I'm just speaking out into um, into spirit that, you know, I want to have a response that it's of salt so that the person can be changed because of the God that's working in me when they say, okay, well, I just won't say anything at all. Um, that's a comment that I would have have heard before too, or you know, well, why do you want to, you know, why do you want to be positive? You know, there's just all these silly little questions that I want to be solved of that. And um, so you're just when you spoke about a week or two weeks ago, I keep getting salt of the earth. I want to be salt. Um, and so I don't know why I said that, but I just shared it. And then secondly, is you had said two scriptures earlier on this morning. Um, one in the old, one in the two in the um, New Testament, but they were both promises of God. Do you remember what those were? Because I, that's something else sure. where I want to have conversation with people who um, only focus on the Old Testament, and I want to be able to have a conversation about it. Sure, Jeremiah thirty-one and Hebrews the eighth chapter. Thank you. You're welcome, honey. Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary. I have a question, um, Pastor Dion, based on um, what was just said. So, how how do would you handle a situation like that? If it's you know a friend or a family member, someone that. They just want to talk about something negative. I mean, would you tell, just let them sit there and, okay, thank you, just be quiet then? Or would you what, Would you have some type of comeback on a spiritual note? What would you so, say to someone? So in most cases, because I, I talk to negative people all the time, but, but and, and you, get, you get about two, maybe three times to do that. Um, and you guys know I'm a little different. I, I really kind of, I say what Holy Spirit will give me to say. But again, we are like wellsprings of life, right? And so when a person is not really willing to receive the word, saying things about the word is almost antagonistic um, or contradictory or condescending. And so if if I wouldn't have said um I probably would not have said, let's talk about something positive. You keep talking about something negative. I would have phrased it according to what's inside of me, and that's the word of God. And so I would have said, okay, now I understand that. How do, how do, we, bre- how do we repair that? How do we fix that? How do we help them? 
Because then what you do is make the person responsible for their own thoughts. And then what they realize is that they're negative themselves. But if somebody consistently dumps, I, you're not allowed to dump on me. That's like this, this line is not really a, a dumping place. So we let, we let people, because everybody has their own maturity level, right? We grow at our own pace. One of the things you have to be careful with is when you start changing, don't expect that everything around you does, because that's an unrealistic expectation. And then what you end up doing is looking self-righteous. And it doesn't give you access to be able to pour into a person when you come from that angle. Um, and now, of course, there will be moments, regardless of how you say it, that people will call you goody two-shoes or who you think you are, that type of thing. I'm, I'm accustomed to that. That doesn't bother me because I am learning how to slow roll with discipleship. And so some stuff I don't correct. Um, I just begin to talk about something that counters what they said. Or the Lord will give me a parable or a story to share about moments where I may have reflected the same negative characteristic trait as that person. And then I'll tell a story about how the Lord changed my heart and what that process was. So there are, our kingdom has a different language. You know, I mean, th there's, there's no question. What you have to do is learn the court, the, the kingdom language, kingdom vernacular. We, we are, I've said this multiple times, we are down here speaking earth, right? We, we down here speaking the language of the culture. But the party is that we have to get to a place where we are not consumed with the culture, but the culture is consumed with us. That's what thy kingdom come, thy will be done looks like, where the culture doesn't affect or impact our walk, but we infect the culture in which we walk into because we were sent to create change. We were sent to interrupt broken patterns. We were sent, right? If, if you keep in mind that you are sent as a son of God, to change the mindset, the understanding, the ideas of men, not with a whole bunch of rhetoric and church jargon, not, not that, but with a lifestyle that exemplifies who the Father is that resides in you. That's why we have Holy Spirit. That's why Holy Spirit is our leader and our guide. Because then you don't have to think about how to respond. We, we respond a lot of times out of being annoyed or irritated. We can't, we, you got to find a way to not respond from there. Does that make sense? And I hope I answered I your question. Answered question. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Dion. Yes, ma'am. So with this conversation, it just reminds me of how at times, and, and when, like you just made a good point, because we've changed or we've grown or we've matured and, and we have to give people who are still or not still, but in their walk and their process, we have to give them the same grace that was given to us. Like you just said, we can't, it's not a fleshly thing that we have to get irritated. And so the test that'll come, and I'll give you an example for my mom being 79, is lately some things that she's been doing, acting out. And I just finally said, I prayed about it because I can't correct her or give her scripture or try to get her just to, to not be so impatient because that could be part of her aging too. But then it reminds me of how if we go back to the words and it's in Psalms 38, sometimes you just have to shut it 
out, so you're not responding. So you don't have selective amnesia. You remember you too were once that. I mean, we all are still some things. We still do our, how we act and respond to things and how we talk to people, how we get irritated and all that stuff. So we have to be mindful. But my pastor had uh, given me, because I was going through a lot, and I was like, I'm irritated when people say something to me, and I know I, I shouldn't be that way. So Psalms 38 um 13, it just says, I am like the deaf who cannot hear, like the mute who cannot speak. I have become like the one who does not hear, whose mouth can offer no reply. Lord, I wait for you. You will answer, Lord, my God. So that's a little piece of it, just to learn us how to learn to mute, not to say anything, because sometimes that's just as good as is not being disrespectful or, or giving people who who think that you've changed, because I know you know, the, the, my personality makes me think she don't know the Lord, but yes, I, I very much do. But sometimes it's how we respond and it's not what we say. And another thing, let them see what you do and not hear what you say. That makes any sense. Let them, let it be your walk. Let your walk show what you're trying to tell them. So you're not beating them down with scripture. And they, they're not trying to hear that anyway, especially those who really know you or knew you. That's all they know. So that's it. Very good. Accurate for sure. Very good. Thank you for sharing. I just wanted to add one other quick thing. When you said, Pastor Dion, about kingdom, I wrote that down because that was like I, I really that, that I, I was able to understand it in the way of my thinking. When you said kingdom has a different language and we're down here speaking earth, <laughs> that was just so that was really, really good. So thank you for just putting it like that. Amen. That's, that's reality. We, we say what we what we hear. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I received that. That was that was really Amen. good. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Um, y'all know I, I won't I won't beat a dead horse, but I know um I'm not I'm not afraid at all of the silence. Um, because I I recognize that some things you, you just gotta digest. And it's it's difficult when you have spent your whole life um, being poured into from bitter wells and, and places that, that lack education for real, places that lack the truth. Um, and until you seek it out, um, yeah, it's you, you be in a circumstance until you seek it out, until you go for it yourself. Um, and until you begin to understand um, what what that thing is, listen, it, it's difficult to walk out truth in love. It's difficult to um, operate from a place of purpose and passion. It, it's difficult when you are um, confused about who you are and, and what we are dealing with as kingdom-minded believers is we are walking in a lack of identity, technically an identity crisis. Um, and I pray this morning um, that your identity becomes so clear and so concise that you can't do what you used to do. <laughs> you hear me? I mean, that, that, that the normalcy of being dysfunctional becomes so uncomfortable that it capsizes you. That's my prayer. I hope you can't sleep until you chase after him. I hope you are frustrated 
um, until you answer to your identity. I'll pray um, that you get mad at me as I say this. I don't care. Pastor Dion. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Well, you hit me right up on the uh, in the middle of my belly when you said worshiping. Some of us have worship from tainted wells, mm-hmm. and that uh, hmm, that just yeah. need to be all. You know, we just kind of all need to just marinate. I I notice here when the word of God is being preached or taught that it does go silent or cold for the simple mm. fact is, like you said, we've been eating and, and, and a lot of times when that when you are used to having PABA, you know, formula, mm-hmm. then and you get that meat, M E A T, not get to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. It's easy to put ourselves in an, a, a place of identity with uh, things that we're unfamiliar with versus the word. And when mm-hmm. I say the word, when you become so, like you said, when you get this, it, 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 it's not a catwalk. I, I have mm-hmm. to agree with you on this morning. I am, man, I just came in because I'll be on my next call and I'll be jamming back over here to try to get up in here to, you know, give me a little taste because you don't understand we all are hungering and thirsting after righteousness to be filled and so this very word on this morning and our new word uh that we have been um so eloquently placed with these just a word because that's what Mm -hmm. we need is just a word one word Mm -hmm. one faith and one getting our understanding i thank you on this morning moment of god and i'm like uh uh, Sister Tony said on this morning, <laughs> you you hmm, you didn't got your preaching. You gone, girl. I'm not mad at you. I'm 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 shifting with the shift. I'm with y'all. I'm, I'm here. Thank you. I love you. But keep doing what you're doing and keep putting it in us. Just giving it to us. And to, if we have to throw up, get on, go and go in the bathroom, throw up, and get on back in here and come on and get to some real meat. Amen. Mm-hmm. God bless. Amen. Thank you, Mom. Listen. Listen, mm-hmm. listen, God be praised. That's all I got. <laughs> Worshiping from a tainted well. That's a good one. Listen. Bitter wells, honey. You better be careful where you drink from. It's important to know. And yeah. it, it's the last. Sorry. It's okay. Hold on, Pammy. Go, go ahead, whoever else that was. I'm sorry. Uh, this is Denise. Hey, um, there are some hey, there are so many things that um you said this morning that really uh spoke to me and it was like I was just having all of these aha moments, you know, one after the other after the other. Um, but what's um stood out the most is when you said we are now in the dispensation of the now that Jesus Christ came and paid it all. Yeah. And you said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. What was working isn't anymore. And we have to move beyond churchdom to kingdom living. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that the gospel of Jesus Christ is tied to the kingdom. And I've been feeling that in my spirit, you know, like that the way um, church is right now is not really fulfilling me on the inside, you know, that there's just, there's more that I need. There's, there's more, um, 
knowledge within the word of God that's not being uh, taught or shared. And you touched on that um, this morning. And um, you said uh, that the new covenant came to teach you how to legislate yourself. And I remember when I first came to the call, we were learning about the courts of heaven. Is that Mm -hmm. what you mean by that? Um, And um, I confessed or testified, you know, shortly after I came on the call that I um, remember, I, I began to remember the moment when fear had entered into me. And you said this morning that we can't operate in fear. And I feel like I've still been kind of operating in fear and I've been um, allowing it to hinder me from really stepping into who I'm created to be Mm -hmm. and how I'm supposed to walk out my life here on the earth. Mm -hmm. And when you said the kaleidoscope moment, when things shift and you see things differently, I've been seeing like so many things differently. And, you know, the word, when I hear scriptures, familiar scriptures, they just are meaning so many more things I see so much. And I I want you to kind of talk a little bit more about, you know, just being emancipated in the liberty of being saved. Amen. Amen. Great, great uh, string of questions. Um, I'll try to answer it as best I can. Um, the, The unfortunate part for most believers is that we spend a whole bunch of time. It's, it's, There's three legs to this thing. The fourth one is identity. Initially, because of how we are introduced to God, for some of us, it was from a place of toxicity, but it it was all well-meaning. I believe that our parents, our forefathers, they taught us what they knew. They gave us what they had. And we usually um, build relationship from a place of guilt and shame. And so you spend a whole bunch of time trying to prove you're good enough to be a child of God. And then we go into this place where we start to kind of understand that um, we do have a, a, a sort of a different access. So you go from feeling obligated. And then you recognize that, quote unquote, the word says that we are friends of God. And then you start to build a relationship from a place of friendship. It isn't until you get to the place of revelation of sonship that that your heart shifts. Right. When your heart Mm -hmm. shifts to the place of sonship, you still, um, for most of us, you know, we are dead set, especially those of the feminine persuasion, we are dead set on being daughters of God. Sonship is an office, it's not a gender. And it's no different than for for parents, even single ones, you know, single mothers or single fathers. Your child asks for something on someone else's behalf, well, you make those adjustments because your child asks. When you get to a place where you are ready to accept or receive the fact that you are literally adopted. See, God has been so gracious to me that he has given me physical examples. And I'll, I'll tell you guys a really quick story. Um, I was working for the Vallejo Unified School District, and there was a young man at my site. Um, his name was Patrick. And Patrick, when he got there, he was just as, as filthy 
super duper chocolate baby, but he had the most beautiful smile. Um, and, and there was, um, there, there are things that happen with my gifting where I will literally see the light of God hover over somebody. And so I knew that this child was an assignment of mine. Long story short, at the time I was foster parenting, I already had three children um, that were extended in my family, but I treated all my kids as if I bore them, as if I birthed them. And um, Holy Spirit gave me this this boy. He was 17 years old. He was pretty old. And for most people, they wouldn't necessarily do such a thing. But I knew that I had to be a part of his life. Before it was all said and done, I brought him into my home. Um, and he was not a foster child. I just took him in. And he ended up um, hurting me, so to speak, right? He hurt my, hurt my feelings real good. He he got in trouble at school, and so like most people do, they deal with that fight or flight. When he got in trouble, instead of him having a conversation with me, he decided to run away. And in running away, he ended up um, coming back to the house when no one was there and stealing everything that had any kind of value. And I was horrified. I was horrified not because of the things, but because he was my son and I loved him, and, and there was no reason for him to violate like that. So. Um, I was so, so broken that I was physically fighting mad. I went looking for him. That was back in my day before being converted from not being able to contain my anger, honey. I went looking for him and I would have beat him up, I assure you, if I had got to him, boy and all. However, one Sunday morning, I was sitting in church. Somebody needs to mute their phone. I was sitting in church the church that I had taken him to, the church that he got baptized at. And he walked in the door after having done all of these, he had done a, a plethora of things. I mean, he was, uh, I used to have my hands full. I like to bag kids because when they get converted, you get to see <laughs> uh, on a different level. But he walked into the church and I remember seeing him and it probably was a year after he had done what he had done. What he had done no longer mattered. All I knew was that my son had walked in the door. I forgot everything that he did, and all I did was embrace him. And the Holy Spirit said to me in that moment, the same way you love that boy is the way that I love you. The same way your heart has adopted him as your own, so has my heart adopted you. And it changed how I understood, and this was probably in like 2000, maybe seven. And, and it still took a while for me to get what it meant for somebody to love me. It's all of my, the children that I have, all of the foster kids that I had, they still right now to date, um, which is not common. This is home because I love them. There, there are no conditions. I don't care what they do. If they win and if they lose and if they doing bad, if they, it doesn't matter. They're mine. I need all of us to understand. Doesn't matter what you've done, right? God loves you immensely, and nothing you can do will ever change His mind about how He loves you. Period. When you get that, you get free. I hope that helped. That helps a lot. Thank you.
Anybody else? Well, praise God. <clears throat> I thank God for the silence this morning. And my prayer is that um, even as we get ready to depart from this line, but not his presence um, on our set fasting day, that something that was said from the questions, the comments, the commentary, that will remind you that you are a kingdom citizen, that you have to, it's kind of like somebody um, being a kingdom citizen and being, uh, and, and being uh, in a prison. Imagine somebody that goes away to jail. They learn how to survive in jail. Then they get free and they come out of prison. They got to learn all over again. You know, for, for some people, I have a friend that was in prison for a really, really long time. And when he first got released, and I mean, when I say he's my friend, I mean, he's my friend. And he had lived a, a very, very um, rogue life, a, a life that, that did not honor God. And he got saved. And after he got saved, he ended up having to go back to prison for something that he had done in the past. Um, but when he got home, he would come to my house and say, D, I don't know how to do X, Y, or Z. Can you teach me? He didn't know how to use a cell phone. Didn't understand social media. There were so many different things he didn't understand, but he knew that he was safe coming to ask me because I wouldn't tease him or talk him, but I would literally walk him through steps of things to do. It's, Right. So so we all have a responsibility, which is why I say kingdom is not just church. It's not it's not just telling somebody Jesus loves you. It is walking with people through life. And helping them to unlearn old systems. He learned how to to survive prison. And so for some of us, we've been in the prison of culture. We've dealt with lack and lack of supply. We've dealt with um, isolation and being in situations and places where God was not at the forefront of our minds. But then when he brings us into the body of Christ, we now have access to the truth of who he is. And all we have to do is be willing to give permission to Holy Spirit to lead and to guide us. And some things that used to bother us, they just don't bother us anymore. Some things that used to get under our skin, they just don't get under our skin anymore. But you have to be willing. You you have to be willing. You have to be open. Amen. That being said, listen. Amen. Can I ask one more question? Sure, babe. Um, thank you. Um, so your the story that you told about the young man, um, reminds me of, you know, being stuck and feeling guilt or shame about the things that we've done, you know, in our past um, and, and feeling accepted, you know, in the beloved. But what about when there's things that have been done to you and, you know, uh, they haunt your mind or, you know, traumatic things that you've experienced? Um, I am in therapy, which is helping, but I feel more that I'm going to be set free spiritually will, will really be the thing that really sets me free from the trauma. But I just wanted to ask, do you have any um, 
suggestions, you know, for someone who's been through a lot of traumatic events, especially as a child. Okay, so so a couple of different things. <clears throat> the first one is you you trying to figure it out, um, which just means that you've not cast it effectively, right? And so it's, it's not that things don't come up in our mind that we have to overcome or we have to deal with. Um, the reality is it's a process. The further you go into kingdom, the further you go into prayer, the further you go into speaking directly to the Father, the more you spend time in worship and you start to uh, uh, bring those thoughts under subjection, the more things change. It doesn't happen overnight. One of the things that I know about you, Denise, is that you have a tendency to isolate yourself when you feel uncomfortable. That doesn't get us to a place of freedom and healing, right? That that doesn't that doesn't take right. us further in. When when you you retreat, it's the painful places that get you to freedom. It's the places that make you uncomfortable that get you to freedom. You got to you got to run after the pain. Whatever whatever makes you uncomfortable, go after that. Right. That's all internal stuff. So so as opposed to so no different than 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 while Adam and Eve were walking in the garden, who told you you were naked? Right. Who is your accuser? Right. So when we talk about the courts of heaven, those are the things that you deal with is when you start to ask Holy Spirit to reveal the scrolls to you. Open up the eyes of your understanding that you might see him, that you might see the heart of God for yourself. It is a language that's developed, that's kingdom language, it's kingdom vernacular, it's kingdom conversation. It's not dealing with specifically the, the things that you are haunted by. It's telling the truth to the things that are haunting you. Does that make sense? Amen. Yes. Hello. Yes. And you said part work. that I haven't cast it. Is that... The first thing oh, you yes, said when you first you have, spoke, you it's said impossible cast. to cast. Okay. Yeah, it's impossible that you've casted it, or it wouldn't be haunting you. When you give stuff mm-hmm. to God, let me let me let me give you an example. My baby being in crisis right now. <clears throat> Normally, I would be stressed out, nerves be bad. He downstairs. I don't know what he's doing, piddling, you know, whatnot, just in his own little space. And I said, "Well, Holy Spirit, listen, that's your kid." You you got I don't I don't know I don't know what this part of this process is, but I pray that you would reveal to me where the iniquity lies so I can speak to that. But in the meantime, can you just keep him close enough so that I know he's safe? Well, it's about two o'clock this morning. My phone rings. Mom, I'm outside. I say, Well, thank you, Holy Ghost. He got his own self house. But I need to know he all right. But I did get in my bed and go to sleep. See, once upon a time, I wouldn't have been able to sleep. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. You got to give it to him. I, I can't pick it back up because it's not mine. His testimony mm-hmm. being built in this moment is his. Your testimony being built in this moment is yours. And God will send you arrows and fiery darts to throw you off course. The key is to stay focused. What The biggest attempt of the enemy, the most accomplished work he does, is dismantling our focus by sending us dismal Mm -hmm. imposters 
that keep us caught up in what's going on instead of what has already transpired. See, when you start to understand that everything that was is, everything that is was, you stop worrying about the, the silly things and you start to exist in the moment. You don't have anxiety about what happened yesterday. You don't have a whole bunch of fear about what will happen tomorrow. You standing right now. This is, this is my constant. It's 8.01 a.m. I'm standing in 8.01. 802 isn't here yet. I don't know what will happen then. That ain't my business. But if I keep picking up one foot, putting it in front of the other, after casting my cares on him, that is kingdom vernacular. You, if you study Amen. kingdoms, right, if you, if you check out uh, 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 even Prince Charles, right, if you, you think about Lady Elizabeth, you, you start to go through their conversation. Their, their communication is not that of a pauper. You can't even approach them. You can't touch them. It's certain, certain stuff that you have to understand about what you come from. And until you give mm -hmm. yourself and yield yourself to the truth of God's word, it's always going to be confusing. And you always have mm -hmm. to counter the lies that you tell yourself with the truth of what God's word is. Do you think that I don't have thoughts that I have to fight? I do. But I fight with the truth. And when I find accusations that come repetitively, what it does is it gives you a target in which to pray. Ask God to start to reveal to you the target. Valerie, go ahead. Amen. Um, what's, what's your name, sister? Denise. 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 So I, I just wanted to share that I did post something and declare victory uh, in, in, the, in the victory room, a video. So I believe that that will help you um, on this journey. And I don't, everything that Dion said is, is, is the truth. You know, um, we we get to a point and we understand that we've everything that we come from is not necessarily the truth. And I'm I'm speaking of you know from our parents, our caregivers, whatever, right? So it's like this journey of dismantling the lies so that we can get to the truth. And once you understand who you are and whose you are, you are no longer allowing the enemy to keep you stuck in that which was if that makes sense. So everything Dion said is true. Um, I don't want to add anything to it. I would, I would love to talk to you offline if you would like, um, because God has dealt with me on some issues as it relates to trauma, as it relates to drama. And the truth is, yes, if we don't um, heal and recognize the childhood trauma, it turns into adult drama. And then that's passed down to our children. And it just keeps going on and on and on until you understand who and who you are. So again, I would love to connect with you offline. Um, but I thank God. Uh, I just I thank God for where God has you right now. I thank God for the hard work that's being done. I thank God that you have a powerful testimony. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I would love to talk to you offline, um, Dion. There's something you said when you said I have a tendency to isolate, and I think when you said it, I I knew it already. But when you said it, it was like a loud horn in my ear that really kind of shook me to realize that that's where um, it continued to perpetuate. Mm -hmm. So I won't I'm, be isolating I'm, anymore. And yes, I'm very clear, you know, I know who I am in Christ Jesus. And I'm really grateful because 
at the same time, while I be feeling stuck, you know, in my past and in my trauma, I'm also still growing and God is still giving me so much revelation and so much, you know, um, word and meat, but it's like, I'm having been able to take action and move, you know, and be the the new creature, be the newness that God has called for me to be. So I'm, I'm coming out and I'm so grateful. And I just want to say thank you. And, um, Valerie was her name. Yes. If you could connect Valerie, me with her, um, Valerie, and I'll watch the video on the um, the DV room. Yeah, I think you'll be blessed. It's a great, it's a great video, and it's um, it's powerful. I believe you'll be blessed. And just again, I just, I, I just want to be another support for you because we're all learning, we're all growing, and and we need one another. So God bless you, sister. Thank Amen. you. God bless you too. And thank you so much, Dion. This word is really. I mean, I can't wait to listen to the playback, but I'm going to study sonship. Thank you. That's a very good idea. Yeah. Uh, who is that, Lisa? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to Hi. share something real quick. Hey, lady. Um, I like you. <laughs> I like you, too. <laughs> they, they don't know what we're yes, talking about. But know. we know. <laughs> Listen, um, you know, I love this being full circle, the whole call. And thank you, Janice, for your transparency and just speaking out and asking the questions. Sometimes we don't know, and so we need to ask questions. And there is safety in the multitude of counseling. I would encourage you to look up 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, and it talks about how those thoughts that become strongholds can hold us captive, but we have the power and the authority to take those thoughts and deal with them. Now, Dion, just to finish saying, like, we're living in the now. So right now, it is 8.06 or 8.08, whatever. But it's no Mm -hmm. longer 8 o'clock. So we forget those things that are behind. We press forward towards those things that are new because now we're new creatures. I say creation. We're new creatures and creations. I have to say that we're new creatures and we are new creations in Christ so those things that are behind we make reconciliation we go ahead and reconcile with our past we don't ignore that it happened but we recognize that everything happened in our past has been able to create us now to who we are it's gotten us to this now so that we can get to our next but if we don't make if we don't reconcile with our past acknowledge that it happened and deal with it right and look at it for what it was no different than saying, yes, that happened. I'm not the only one, but because I have you, God, with me and in me, you give me the power and the strength now, and you can use that, what that devil meant for evil, to destroy me. You can use that for your good and your glory and my good, too. Now many people will be saved, will be changed, will be delivered because of your story. They yeah. don't have to be stuck because of what you went through now. He can take that and use it for his glory and for kingdom building so other people can get free. Yeah. So I encourage you. I'm going to read this little translation, and it's um it's a different translation. It's a New Living Translation. I don't even know if I've ever read this one before. About Second Corinthians 10 and 5, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts that teach them to obey Christ. It really is operating in pride when we allow that stuff that's happened to us to become greater than our God. Because it's not. And that's exactly what the devil wants us to do. And he tricks us so much because we haven't been taught how to deal with those thoughts. We just let them run amok in our brain. And then they become strongholds. Right? They become strongholds that we can't cast out because it's so strong. But I tell you, we can 
and we got to know how to fight and we fight it with the word of God. So use that scripture, sis, and this is for everybody. Lisa reads six Okay, we can't stop the thoughts from coming, right? But we we have to learn how to deal with the thoughts when they do come in. And verse six says, and after you have become fully obedient, we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. Listen, the obedience is coming under submission to the word of God and the word of Christ. That's when you can start applying, casting your cares upon him because he cares for you. But we got to deal with those thoughts so they don't deal with us and continue to control our lives. I just wanted to share that. Love you, sis. Very Love all y'all. Very good. Very good. Hold on one second. Um, Tanya, you had something. Go ahead. Good morning, Denise. Um, I tried to be quiet. My whole chest feels like it's going to explode. Um, Lisa already said it. <laughs> like my throat, I tried like, to, Right now, right, right, right now. I have a word for you. Lord saying, walk heavy. No more time. For you to be timid. Or afraid. Fearful. We come against the spirit of fear. Hallelujah. So, so Denise. So, Denise, the Lord says, uh, the Lord says that uh, it is important for you to, uh, you need a pen. You need to write this. Uh, and if you're not okay. in a position to do so, I know that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm typing on my iPad. Okay. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Number one, that's important. This is for Denise, but if you are experiencing similar things and you're on this call or you're listening to the playback, this word is for you as well. Hallelujah. I'm just not calling your name because there's something specific for Denise that she needs to catch now. It is 8, 11 a.m. She needs to catch this word now. So uh, number one, change your language. What do you mean? My trauma, my pain, my hurt. Who told you it's yours? You know, it's a rhetorical mm-hmm. question. I'm not asking you to answer. Mm-hmm. Change. Yes, mm-hmm. those things happened. They did. And they may have been horrific and hurtful and all of those things that come along with it. But when we change our language, because how do you do that? The Bible says, number one, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So every time you mm-hmm. call it mine, you own it. Mm-hmm. How can you ever mm-hmm. expect to accept? Spell it if you constantly own it. There are spiritual laws. The, the, the enemy is an expert at the law. He uses the law mm-hmm. to accuse us. Go, talking mm-hmm. about stuff in yeah. heaven's court, right? He, if, you, mm-hmm. if you pray, this is for everybody on this line. If you're praying, which you are, God, deliver me from this. God, help me with this. 
while you're praying that, then the enemy gets to accuse you to say, you can't answer that prayer. She called it my trauma. Mm-hmm. You can't deliver mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. from that. She called it my addiction. Amen. You can't deliver oh, her from you, that. You, you that's against the law, God. Oh, you have to honor yeah. your word. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So change your language. And so this is a process you're going to have to learn. And sometimes you're going to slip and do it. Oh, my God. I got to let me take that back. Oh, nope, mm-hmm. nope, nope. This is not. Even when you go to the therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this Amen. is not this is not my right, right? You take your own destiny in your own hand. Um Amen. secondly I receive it. Thank you for that. Thank God for that. Healing is a choice. Amen. Whether it's emotional healing or physical mm-hmm. healing. Healing. Tell you how can you say that? The doctor diagnosed me with cancer. You got you you owning it? You claiming it? Yeah, you got some symptoms. Mm-hmm. I don't have to own what's going on in my body, right? Going back to the language. If you constantly calling it, my, and you can go through the treatment or whatever, or you can believe God for a complete deli- uh, uh, supernatural healing, that's your choice. That's between you and the Holy Spirit, right? But what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. even if, if you have been diagnosed with a particular something and you're taking medication or you are whatever, right? You're, because God has given scientists uh, the ability to help us heal right? At the end of the day, he still has to heal. You see, I'm just making a, I'm just laying the foundation. So you absolutely yes, can believe God for healing and still take medication. You absolutely can believe God for your emotional healing and still seek a therapist if that's what the Lord has led you to do. If that's what the Holy Spirit has led you to do. So I'm not talking out of both sides of my mouth. I'm laying a foundation okay. for you to understand. What is important as you're going through, as you're believing God for the emotional, again, it's a choice. God, I want to be, I want to be whole. And you know that's within God's word because he did countless examples, case studies in the Bible about how God, how the, how Jesus healed. We know he's our great physician. So does that make sense? Healing is a choice. We can be healed on this side or we can be healed on the other side, but it's a choice. And so once you make the choice and you say to God and you begin to proclaim your healing, yeah, I had some past experiences, but I'm walking in my new. It's a, it's a choice, making a decision. Um, I quoted the scripture already, but and then I'm going to, and then I'm finished. Um, I, two more points. I quoted the scripture already about um, uh, death and life or in the power of the tongue, but there's another one. I, I think I told you it's Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power mm-hmm. of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Mm-hmm. Then there's Proverbs 13, 3. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin, right? So if going back to the time this scripture ends, right? So if you, who, mm-hmm. you, you, when you guard your mouth, you, you are, you're careful about what you allow to live. My trauma, my this, my that. You're careful about, you guard what you say. Because right? on the mm-hmm. other side, the flip side of that, when you start to allow your lips, open your mouth wide with doubt, with fear, all those other kind of stuff, the word mm-hmm. says that your lips <laughs> come to ruin. Mm. Don't expect to be healed. Uh-huh. Don't expect to be delivered. Because, again, it's not that God wants to. As soon as you prayed, he heard you. 
But when you when we turn around and then speak against what we've asked him to do legally, don't have anything to do with God's love. Legally, he cannot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cannot legally. Yeah. You understand? That part. Here's the yes, last. I do. Thing. I caught I it. Your name. Uh, what was that, that last chapter right. thirteen? Uh, what was that Proverbs, last chapter Proverbs thirteen and three? Thank you. Here's the last thing that I want you to I want you to hold on to this and say it over and over. The name Denise means in the Greek dedicated to God. Jesus. All right. I'm out. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were you the one that was crying earlier when Dion said, speak? Was that you? No, that wasn't me. Okay. All right. Go on and rejoice. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Sister Diane, I mean, I'm sorry, I don't know what Diane's on my mind. Sister Dion, this is Leomia. Yes, ma'am. You know I'm not going to be long because I don't talk. But I just want to thank you, first thanking God, but thanking you and thanking Sister Tanya for your word today. Sister Tanya, when you spoke just now about not cleaning this thing, and not calling it yours. Hallelujah. <laughs> I thank God. Even way back when, I had diabetes. And I'm saying I had. I still take medication. But I had diabetes. And someone asked, that, like the doctor yesterday asked me, are you a diabetic? I said, no. I that diabetes is in my body, but I'm not a diabetic. I am healed. I am healed. And I never, whatever kind of sickness that goes on, that the enemy has attacked me with and goes on in my body, it's not mine. And I thank God he taught me to say a long time ago, that diabetes, that glucose or glaucoma, I'm trying to say, like I said, I'm not going to talk long because I'm super excited and I'm not getting my words out. I don't get them out when I'm not excited. But I just want to thank God for the two of you. You you stay in my soul this morning. You stay in my soul this morning. And I appreciate you to the highest. And I want you to keep on keeping on because I need you. I need the both of you. I need all of you on this call, but I need you too. I love you to life. And have a blessed day on purpose. Thank you, Mama. Love you too. I just want to say one more thing. Is that okay? Yeah, Dion, you still there? We can't hear you. If you you are, go ahead, go ahead, Denise. Oh, so oh, I was um, just talking. Yeah, go ahead, Denise. I'm sorry. 
No, were you trying Go to ahead. talk? I could, we couldn't hear no, you. No, no, no. I had, I had been had a whole conversation, but my Holy Ghost had broke, so it wasn't working. I didn't know I was muted. I'm sorry. Go ahead, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I heard from God the other day that it was a reminder that um, it's my job to help my family to get free. And when I heard it, I kind of froze and um, I felt uncomfortable and I didn't really know what to do because God had told me that before. Uh, And, you know, I don't, my family is not really saved. I'm like the only person in my family that's saved, including, you know, my mom's not saved. And, you know, it felt like a heavy burden to um, know that you are that one, you know that called to help your family come out. So I just want to say out loud that I accept that calling and I receive it and I'm ready to do whatever it takes and whatever I have to do to get myself free so that I can help others get free. I just wanted to say that out loud. Thank you. First step is accepting it. Come on, recognizing it. Thank you, Lord. Uh, real, real quick, before we get ready to go, there's a well in your stomach, Denise. I hear it um, in the back of my mind um, that you need to release, and we'll do that with you before we go. Um, and some deliverance will probably happen in the process. I told you guys probably about 45 minutes ago that I heard a presence that is about to be evicted. So much love has been released on this line. It cannot stay. And so this morning, um, we're going to speak, and this is not just for Denise, anybody else that feels led um, to be loosed this morning. Deliverance is the children's bread, and it happens moment by moment, step by step, bit by bit, with agreement with the truth of identity. After a while, you start to hold fast to the reality that you belong to God that you are his son, right? And so for, for somebody that may be new on the line, this is completely safe space. This is one of the most vulnerable places that you'll ever be. We tell all of our business all the time. And I don't need you to feel embarrassed or ashamed if you begin to manifest. Amen? Don't, don't worry yourself. Um, by any stretch of the imagination, if in fact you feel something happening in your belly, okay? So just on the count of three, Denise, because this call has been made specifically for you today and your liberty, you're responsible, and I I know it's a lot because I know you've been quiet for a season, but I need you to open up your mouth and just begin to rejoice and allow whatever needs to happen to happen in the process, okay? And so you just begin to tell the Lord, thank you, right? So the word says that we are to pray with thanksgiving in our hearts, make your request known unto God. And so this morning we're praying for deliverance and that every illegal entity that has set up root, the spirit of fear, the spirit of insecurity, the idea of isolation, there is an eviction notice and, and we can 
legally serve a restraining thank order you, in Lord the spirit. Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Lord the thank you, God. I receive it, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, cancel every yes, assignment of the attacks yes, on Lord your Jesus. mind. I receive it, God. And we thank, thank you, God, Lord. In thank you for my freedom, for liberty Jesus. Thank and freedom, you for my freedom and truth. And anybody thank else that's dealing with these things, open up your mouth and begin to thank God for your freedom. Begin to declare and you are
Deanna, I, I hear the I hear the Lord saying, "This is the new hold on, thing." Hold on, hold on, so we can find that. Jesus, Lord, oh, have your way. Okay, she found me. Go ahead. Okay, so I need you to hear me. Uh, I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. Okay, Mona, 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 mute your phone for me. Everybody else that's not saying anything, so we can hear what the instruction is. Mute your phones for us. Go ahead, Ken. So I, I hear the Lord say this hearing, this, this is the new thing. This, yes. And this this is the newness. Um, many have been yes. praying and asked, this is it. We're in it. There is no mm-hmm. more looking for, this is it. And so we have a responsibility to walk heavy in it. What what do I mean by that? Go after To go after God like we've never gone after him before. No more pity pattying. No more giving yourself excuses about, well, the Lord knows my heart. No more giving yourself excuses about um, being a, living as a pauper. Mm-hmm. We gotta go after God hard. We we have to go after God as if our life depends depend, depends upon it because because it does it does right. We 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 need to posture ourselves. I'm not talking about being religious right now. All that stuff we used to get away with and we used to slide by. Listen, we've been living on the edge of grace. It's listen, listen, listen. Christ is soon to return. There are things that we need to do in the earth to ensure that not only are we ready, 
but we are helping others. I don't, I don't want to hear that, but I don't talk to people, but I don't pray that much. And, you know, I don't really pray. I don't really stop it. Stop. This is the new. I'm uncomfortable. Stop it. That's the spirit. Get past it. Get over it. How do I do it? You start doing some stuff, right? I'm not fussing. This is passion that you hear because there are people who are depending on us. Change the way that you post. If you're a social media, it's no shade against anybody. Change the way that you post. Not necessarily so much about you and what you're doing, the social things that you're doing. People need to see the new. Start posting more about the word. Start posting more about the changes that are happening. Start posting more about what God is doing in your life. People are looking for a lifeline, not just people who are not saved, but people who are saved and stuck. Mm. Walk heavy, meaning that you stop being scared. Walk heavy, meaning that you find yourself more in your word more. I know that it makes sense, but you see what I'm saying? Okay. All right. Can I just give confirmation? Um, I heard spiritual schizophrenia. Yeah. Being double-minded and unstable in all our ways. And that's where the instability comes from because we're double-minded. We're living in, walking in, now can experience the new, but only if you forget what happened in the past to the extent of where it keeps you bound. And if we keep going back, we're going to be schizophrenic. We're going to be unstable. Mm -hmm. We're going to be stuck. Mm-hmm. Got to walk in the new. Got to walk in the now. Got to believe God for us being who he says that we are and him being who he says that he is. Yeah, that's good. That's that's good right there. My mother and I just had this conversation today. Spiritual schizophrenia, which many of us are. How about that? Many Amen. Um, I believe that we just stepped into new like never before, um, just a confirmation of what Tanya said. Um, And how you maintain and manage the posture of new now is completely up to you. You can steward it and walk heavy in it. Um, You can expect that not only will God do a new thing, but that if you agree with what the heavens are saying about you, every single thing in your life will change before you know it. And it will change in such a way that the people who you come in contact with will automatically know that something has happened to you. That's the expectation, that something happens so grand and so gracious that you experience the power of God in your life in such a way that every single atmosphere that you walk into has got to respond to the reality that you were sent there. And if you start to own that you are sent If you really wrap your mind around that as reality, that you are sent, you are the sent one. 
that every single place, considering that Jesus was the son. And if we own sonship and we start to ask God to expose the eyes of our understanding to our sonship, if Jesus was sent, what do you think you are? You are the sent one in this hour. And I need, I need you to get it. If you get it, it will revolutionize your life and the lives of those you are sent to. Now, if you get it, we win. If you don't, you're going to be in this stuck state for a good little stretch of land. I implore you today to receive that as reality, to get unstuck. It don't make sense to be saved and stuck. Thank you, Sabrina. That will preach. Amen. So with that said, let me let me say a prayer because because we need a little bit of covering because what's going to happen is the enemy is going to come right after your head and tell you, honey, I don't care what you just prayed. I don't care what just happened. Y'all don't know. You still stupid. You still worthless. He's going to try you. I'm, I'm telling you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we apply the blood of Jesus um, to this word. We apply the blood of Jesus to every heart and mind that is here on this line. We apply the truth of your word to our hearts and our minds. And we say, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you in advance that there will be no backlash, that the enemy will have no foothold and no loophole into the hearts and the minds of your people, that you would begin to move us into a place of deliverance like never before, that as we go, God, we thank you for the process of going. And as we went, we were healed. God, that things will begin to fall off, that appetites will begin to shift, that hearts and minds will begin to be focused, steadfast, and unmovable, always abounding, hallelujah, in the work of the Lord. God, give us a new normal. We thank you for the new now. We thank you for being present right this moment at 8.46 a.m. We thank you for the sacrifice of time and for every person that was assigned to stay on this line, even after our normal hour. God, that you are doing a new thing in the earth and that we will spearhead some of the shifts, some of the changes, some of the newness that will manifest, even in our local ecclesias, God. Give us the courage to change. Give us the courage to become like children before you. God, hump. I won't say humble us. I'm going to take that back. Father, give us the mind to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God, that you would be glorified, that you would be exalted, that you would be lifted up. And we thank you in advance, God, for the newness. We thank you in advance, God, for the shift. We thank you for the pivot. We thank you for the posture. We thank you for removing chains. Breaking bondages, God, and loosing your people for this now season. We thank you for the dispensation in which we walk in the authority that you've given us to walk it out in. We thank you that because the veil is rent, God, we can come before your throne at any given time. And you are faithful and just to hear us. We thank you even for the hearts of repentance on this line. The apologies that you've been owed for years, God. We thank you for freeing us from attempting to lord our lives. We relinquish our right to lord our lives. And we trust you. And we trust Holy Spirit, which dwells richly on the inside of us, to instruct and order our steps. We thank you for clarity of mind. We thank you for resolve of steadfast chasing after you. We thank you this morning that we're salty. 
It's in the matchless name of Jesus. We declare it and we decree it. Amen. And God, we bless you really quick. Don't forget Archer Circle is tonight. It is a Zoom course. The same phone number, different platform. Archer Circle is tonight, right? Um, and that is with your teacher, Miss Gloria Hicks Greganius. That's tonight. For those that may not have experienced what Archer Circle is, um, I believe that they're dealing with Heaven's Court. If you don't know what Heaven's Court is, I'm sorry. You've been deprived. I was. But I assure you that if you're ready to go to the next level, your mamsy pamsy prayers aren't working. They're ineffective. And it's time for something new. You need to know how to legislate in the heavens with your language. You need to know how to legislate. With kingdom authority, you need to know how to legislate with the word of God and the vernacular of the kingdom. The only way to learn that is to be taught. The beautiful thing is, and the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. He'll teach you, but why would you worry yourself with having to excess study what people have gone before you and studied already? Amen? Amen. Amen. Hey, Denise, um, uh, I'm sorry, one second. Denise, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Thank okay, you. Okay, really quickly. I just want to say I, thank I, we, you we, to everybody. Hold on. So with the Lord, every now and then, the Lord will give us a name for somebody. The Lord gave me the name Dedicated Denise for you. And so what that Amen. means is you, you say it, you talk about it. From now on, when you call in, you say this is Dedicated Denise. You are speaking life into yourself every time you say it. Dedicated Denise. I expect to hear you say that when you greet us. God bless you. Thank you. I had a feeling this was going to be a season of new names. And and I believe that that we'll hear there there are going to be other people that release names that they hear in the spirit. Um, I want you to know it's safe for you to say. I'm I'm telling you it's going to manifest. And Tanya just marked it with what she just said. So don't don't be freaking out and don't be saying I ain't nobody. I, I don't have nothing to say. That's that's retarded. That's a lie from the enemy. All of us are necessary, right? So if if you know, um, if you know what your name is, usually we name people. But if God has given you in your spirit, cause I, nobody named me. He told me that I was the midwife. I had no, and, and that was almost 15 years ago. I had no idea what that meant. None. Today, I'm absolutely clear. Long process. Amen. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who stayed on the call all the time and prayed for me and um, believed and stood in the gap with me. And I am the sent one in this hour. I, I receive it. I believe it. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Ooh. Yes. I'll come off from you just to say this has <laughs> just been please. planned. Right. Please don't take the call lightly. This is purpose-filled and so necessary as God is getting ready to use us in a new way to really walk in our calling, to walk in why we were created. Do not take it lightly. Amen. 
Amen. All right, y'all. Love y'all. I got I got business. I got to get on this treadmill before I do anything else. Amen. Focus. Amen.
Declare. 